Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhin astafa amma ba'd. Fa'udhu billahi minash shaytani rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa ma umiru illa liya'budu allaha mukhlisina lahu ddina hunafa'a. Wa qala ta'ala illa alladhina tabu wa aslahu wa a'tasamu billah wa akhlasu dinahum lillahi fa'ulaika ma'al mu'minin. Sadaqallahul azim. One person that is a principal of one school, but mashallah, he's got sohbat of mashayikh as well. So he sent me an, a little article which he had wrote, written, and in that article he states that he had lost his son. So he had attended the meeting, and normally the son, the love of a son, and especially a young son, who doesn't love their children. So obviously those memories always remain with a person. And it's difficult for those memories normally to leave a person as well. So he says that after that meeting, those memories of his son were still in his mind. And then he came back to the school where he's teaching and he came to the class. When he came to the class, then the children of the class, they made salam to him, they greeted him. But sometimes when the mind, you are thinking, you're busy thinking about something, you don't even hear that salam. So here also he doesn't hear the salam. And he continued... And as he was leaving or at some point, one of the small children, they came and they told him, see, we made salam to you. But today, you didn't respond to our salam. So he says at that time, he thought of Hazrat Mullah Masihullah Khan Rahmatullahi. And Hazrat Ji, one day he was sitting in the Bajlis or in the gathering, wherever it must have been. And for them to know the incident, perhaps they were sitting with him. So while Hazrat Ji was sitting there, his grandson came to him. And the grandson asked him, he said, that, will you have sweet rice? So Hazrat Ji said, Ji, I'll have sweet rice. So he answered correctly. So the grandson then reprimanded Hazrat Ji. And he tells Hazrat Ji, Masihullah, he said that, say Inshallah, I'll have rice. Don't say Ji, say Inshallah. Now in front of all the Muridin, Hazrat Ji, what is his position? And everyone is sitting there. And he's saying, say Inshallah. So then Hazrat Ji, he said, see, sometimes our little children also, they make our Islam. Don't regard that as disrespect. And how they'll make our Islam. Sometimes we tell them something and we forget that we told them also. And later on, after a couple of years, we make the same mistake. They won't keep quiet. Here in the masjid, everybody will say Hazrat and Mawlana and everything and nobody will say anything. But the child will say, Papa, you said this. Abba, you said this. And today, what do you do? And even worse than that is the wife. Nobody can make Islam and nobody can correct you like how the wife will correct you. She'll take out stories from the grave also. And from the time you got married, she tell you, you did this and you did that. Where are you today to tell the children that they're doing wrong? What about all the wrong you did your whole life? So these are times we mustn't get upset. We mustn't get angry with them. But make shukar to Allah Ta'ala. At least somebody there is there to point out our mistakes. On one occasion, Mufti Taqi Usmani Sahib, down Barakatum, Hazrat was here in South Africa. So Mala Rafiq Haturani Sahib, down Barakatum, you all know Mala Rafiq Sahib perhaps. So Mala Rafiq Sahib, he reads very, very well. Quran Sharif also, he reads very, very well. And when Allama bin Nuri, Rahmatullahi, came to South Africa, so Mala Rafiq Sahib moved around with Allama bin Nuri because he studied there in Pakistan. So Allama bin Nuri, Rahmatullahi, would just stop the car. And he will say, Mala Rafiq, he tell Mala Rafiq Sahib, Rahmatullahi, Damal Barakat, he say, you read, read Quran. And he used to enjoy it. How beautiful. Even now, he's over 70 years old. But when he recites Quran Sharif, how sweet and how beautiful Mala Rafiq Sahib recites Quran Sharif. So when Mufti Taqi Sahib was coming from Pakistan, he composed some poetry. Or it was, I think, Mufti Taqi Sahib's own poetry. So he decided that when Mufti Taqi Sahib is here, I will render this poetry before Mufti Taqi Sahib. So when Mufti Taqi Sahib came, he rendered the poetry. So Mufti Taqi Sahib corrected him. He said, here you're wrong, here you're wrong, here you're wrong. Wherever he was wrong, he corrected him. And you must know how many people are sitting because he came from Pakistan. 
and such a senior alim, he's Sheikh al Islam at this time. So the next day, his program was in Newtown Masjid. So we went to Newtown Masjid. So Mufti Taqisa was quite uh, tired on that particular day. So he only came in when the program had started. So in, before the program started, so they said start with the Qiraat and Ashar and Nazam and whatever else, and then Hazrat will come. So Marafiq Sab, that same poetry, he read the, the day before, and all the mistakes were pointed out to him. He came the next day, he rectified it, and he came to read it before Mufti Taqisa. And then what he said, Mufti Taqisa wasn't there on that, at that, on that day. He came later, so he didn't listen to it. But he said that make shukar that these seniors are here. And if I made all these mistakes and he wasn't here, who would have told me that these are the mistakes that I have? So I make shukar to Allah Ta'ala that they're here to correct my mistakes. So I rectified all those mistakes and I will recite the same poetry again today. So where anybody corrects our mistakes, always make shukar to that person. Normally we get offended. And this is not a good sign. When a person gets offended, that's indication of pride, that I got pride. And that person, he doesn't go far. When we were in Azadwal, so there was a principal of a school, Mr. Sidat. And very good person, mashallah, dini person also, always in the masjid. So he used to come to me and he used to tell me, see, this word, you mustn't pronounce it this way. Like I used to say monk. So he said, don't say monk. The correct pronunciation is to say monk. Say it as monk. So I said, Jazakallah. He said, see, I only tell you because I know you won't get angry. You won't get offended. Haji Sahib was here, Haji uh, Abdul Samad Chohan Sahib, and he used to come after the bayan. And he says that every day I sit in Mufti Ibrahim Salaji's majlis. Every morning I'm sitting right in front of Mufti Ibrahim Salaji Sahib. And he said that I want to benefit from Mufti Sahib. But he says that after the bayan, I catch Mufti Sahib. I say, in English, you made this mistake. And you made this mistake. And he was a school teacher. So his English, mashallah, is very good. He said, I'm a university graduate. When he was here, he told me, I'm a university graduate. So he used to correct him. This is your mistake and this is your mistake. So he also, when he was here, he would sit. Hadisab was also sitting with us. And he said, see, this mistake you made, this mistake you made, you must correct this. You must correct this word. And then on one Jummah, he told me, he said, see, I only correct those people that appreciate. Those that don't appreciate, I don't correct those people. So any person that shows that he's got that desire, a student of deen that is studying, he's making mistakes, but he's got that desire, the Ustad, he'll correct him, he will help that student, because this student got a lot of desire to progress. Our Ustad, who taught us Hidayah Sharif, Mufti Mutara Sahib, so he used to say, he says that in Hidayah, Hidayah is a very senior kitab. They normally study it in the fifth year. Fourth year, they start two volumes in the fourth year and two volumes in the fifth year. Now, that is a kitab, that is a law book. And imagine in one year, you got to memorize the law book. How can you memorize a law book? It is almost impossible, except Allah Ta'ala blesses somebody, then that person is very fortunate that he can memorize the entire law book. So he says that those that pass it, Alhamdulillah, they pass it. But he says all we need to see, that the student got the desire to progress. And this is what is required in deen. Sometimes a student works hard the whole year, but when it comes to the exam, the part that he missed out, he didn't study in the exam. That part, actually, he missed out, but it came out in the paper. Now, the rest of the book he has studied, and he knows all that so well, but because this part he missed out, he's going to fail. So the Ustad doesn't look at that. He says, this student, he made mehnat the whole year, the entire year he was making mehnat. He deserves to pass. So sometimes the Ustad, on that basis, that he made mehnat the whole year, he will give him 80 out of 100. And another student, maybe he's a very lazy student, but in the imtihan, he got high marks. So the student, the Ustad even looks at that. And because of the way he has been in Madrasa throughout the year, in certain places, on that basis also sometimes he gets even a little lower mark. Because they spot in the exam, they just spot this place, that place, where they get it right, and there they pass them. So this is a great ni'mat of Allah, that person who is ready to correct his mistakes. And nevertheless, coming to our discussion, in the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that I recited, <coughs> Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala mentions, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهِ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ 
that they were not commanded except to make the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. And how to make the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala? Making all our acts of worship purely for Allah Ta'ala. Whatever we do, it must be done purely and solely for Allah Ta'ala. In one hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa told Sahaba, innakum fi zamanin, that you Sahaba, you are in such a zamana, you are in such a time, that man taraka, man taraka ushra, ma umira bihi halak, that if a person has to leave out only one-tenth, only one-tenth of what you have been commanded to do, that person is going to be destroyed. Summa yati zamanum, then a time is going to come, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, man amila minhum ushra ma umira bihi naja, that person that makes amal on one-tenth of what he has been commanded to do, that person is going to get najat and that person is going to get salvation. So here the ulama say, this does not refer to quantity. That for example, if a person has to read 20 rakats namaz in a day, if you have to count just the faraz namaz that we read every day, fajr, zohar, asr, maghrib, isha, and the witr which is wajib, it comes to 20 rakats a day. So it doesn't mean in quantity that 10%, one ten. That if 10% of your 20 rakats, if you read in the day, you will attain salvation. This is talking of this zamana. That if you have to practice on 10% of deen, you will attain salvation. So it doesn't mean in quantity. What does it mean? It normally means in sifat. Mulana uh, Rashid Ahmad Gangoi Rahmatullahi here mentioned, many other explanations have been given to this hadith, but Mulana Gangoi Rahmatullahi mentioned over here, he said it refers to ikhlas. That if sahaba, there was a deficiency in the ikhlas, just in 10%, Sahaba would have been wiped out, Sahaba would have been destroyed. And we, there's no ikhlas in our time. So because there is no ikhlas in our time, if only 10% ikhlas we bring into our amal, 10% of sincerity we bring into our life, on that basis it is sufficient for a person. Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala will give najat and salvation to the person. Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi, we just start this today, inshallah we'll continue with the series. But Imam, this is a very important subject matter. Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi, he mentioned, he said, what is ikhlas? He explained that ikhlas is such a quality that a person only has one niyat. There is no other niyat in whatever a person is doing. He says the moment another niyat comes in together with the niyat of doing it for Allah Taala, he said, finish, ikhlas is destroyed. There is no ikhlas in that person's amal. The example that can be given of this is, for example, if you look at fasting. The fasting is such a great amal. Allah Taala himself says, I'll give the reward of the fasting person. And there are various doors of Jannah. And one door of Jannah is only for those people that keep Rosa that fast. They will enter from that particular door of Jannah. Now, this is an ibadat. If a person keeps fast only with the niyat of ibadat for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, it is now ikhlas. But let's say a person, he says, there's so many, so many uh, physical benefits also. By fasting, I will detox. So let me fast Monday and Thursday. I will get the reward of sunnah and I will detox also. Or for example, fasting, this is the remedy to, to diabetes. So if I will keep my fast, I will eat less. And my diabetic, my sugar levels will level out. So I, he has a niyat of fasting for the pleasure of Allah, but at the same time, he has a niyat of health benefit also. Or my blood pressure comes in, comes in order by me keeping that fast. Ikhlas is lost. Imam Ghazali says the ikhlas of a person is lost. Why? Because you brought another niyat with that niyat that it is done solely for the pleasure of Allah wa ta'ala. If a person takes the amal of hajj, hajj is such a great ibadat. Now so many people will be going for hajj. Nabi alayhi salam said, Al-hajjul mabrur laysa lahul jazao illa al-jannah. That there's no reward for hajj except jannah. Allah will grant a person his hajj is accepted. He does hajj properly according to sunnah. There is only jannah for that person. And another hadith, Nabi sallallahu says, No guna you committed in your hajj. Falam yarfat, walam yafsuk. He didn't get involved in any relation with his wife. 
no talk of intimacy also. And he didn't commit any guna whatsoever. He will return from Hajj like the day his mother had given birth to him. And the ulama have written, if Allah gives us a tawfiq, this also one day we will discuss, there are signs that the hajj of a person has been accepted in the court of Allah ta'ala. But let's say if a person, he goes for hajj, and when he goes for hajj, he says to himself, that this is a golden opportunity, I will make tawaf of Baytullah, so many times a day, five times, six times a day, I will make tawaf of Baytullah. And by this I will keep fit, I will make sa'i between Safa and Marwa, and it is approximately three and a half kilometers. And a person thinks, I will keep foot, I will go to walking hajj, I will go to Mina, I will go to Muzdalifa, I will go to Arafat. All this I will do and I will gain benefit from this. It is mentioned that here he's got niyat of ibadat for Allah Ta'ala and he's made a second niyat as well. Or a person, for example, he comes into itikaf and he makes niyat at that time, at least I can have a rest whilst I'm here in itikaf. I'll get the reward of sunnat also and I will get a rest also. I don't have to go to shop, I don't have to pick up the children from school, drop them off in madrasa, buy the bread and milk, all this I don't have to do. Finish, that ikhlas is gone. All that reward is now gone. We'll terminate on this. Mulan Khanmi Rahmatullah he says that the, the, also this much, the Ahle Basirat, the ulama of the Mashayikh of Deen, they mentioned that if we can get ikhlas for one moment, we're not talking of one week, we're not talking of one day, here we are talking of one moment, just get ikhlas for, for one moment also, that is sufficient for the salvation of a person, because so quickly we lose our ikhlas, and we don't even know that we have lost our ikhlas. Mulan Rahmatullah said that the Mashayikh say, that there are two ways a person reaches Allah. There are various other ways also, but in, at this particular instance, Mulatani Rahmatullah said two ways. He said one is ilm, that acquire the knowledge of deen. And together with the knowledge of deen, Mulatani Rahmatullah says bring amal. But then in Khutbatul Ahkam, Mulatani Rahmatullah says, Annasu kullum halka illa That mankind, all people, they are totally destroyed. Except those people that have the knowledge of deen. Because if you don't have the knowledge of deen, how do you know what will please Allah Ta'ala and what won't please Allah Ta'ala? So, so important is the knowledge of deen. If a person doesn't have the knowledge of deen, he doesn't know about taharat. How is his wuzu going to be valid? And if his wuzu is not valid, how is salah going to be valid? So the knowledge of deen is extremely important. So Mulatani Rahmatullah said, Mankind is destroyed except those people that have the knowledge of deen. And those that have the knowledge of deen, they will also be destroyed. Except those people that make amal on that knowledge of deen. So a person that makes amal, that person is saved. But then he didn't stop over there. He said, وَالْعَامِلُونَ كُلُّهُمْ هَلْكَ إِلَّا الْمُخْلِسُونَ That those that make amal on the knowledge of deen, you making your namaz, you reading your Qur'an Sharif, you making your dhikrullah, all your ibadat is in order. That person also is destroyed. Except mukhlisun, the person that has ikhlas. And this is the level of ikhlas. What I explained now, that is the level of ikhlas that is required. So, وَالْعَامِلُونَ كُلُّمْ هَلْكَ إِلَّا الْمُخْلِسُونَ وَالْمُخْلِسُونَ عَلَىٰ خَطَرٍ عَظِيمٍ And those that have ikhlas, they're in great danger. All the time they're in danger. Because you don't know when you're going to slip. And when a person slips, everything now is gone. Therefore, the Shaykh al-Hadith Mawlana Zakariya Sahib Rahmatullah used to say three things. He says, ilm you will require. Together with your ilm, the second thing he says you need amal. And he said, with the amal that you are doing, the third thing you require is ikhlas. The moment a person starts talking, I did this or I did that, finish, everything is gone. Everything is then destroyed of a person. He says, when these three things are found, ilm, amal and ikhlas, as a Shaykh Ramatullah says, you acted upon sharia. When you acted upon sharia, what happened? Allah Ta'ala became happy. وَرِضْوَانُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ And when Allah Ta'ala had become happy, you got the happiness of Allah. Then the dunya of a person is sorted out, and then the akhirat of a person is sorted out as well. Allah Ta'ala give us this ikhlas. We'll continue from this point next week, inshallah, if Allah gives us perfect. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. 
اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا مولانا محمد وبارك وسلم فذكروني اذكركم انا جليس من ذكرني دل ميرا هو جاي ميدان تو تو هو تو تو هو تو تو اور میرے تن میں بجائے آواگل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل پہر سے بالکل اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم الہی دل میں میرے غیر کا اثر نہ رہے سوائے تیرے کسی پر میری نظر نہ رہے تو کر بے خبر ساری خبروں سے مجھ کو الہی رہو خبردار تیرا لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کوئی مجھ سے پوچھے میں کیا مانگتا ہوں میں اپنے خدا سے خدا مانگتا ہوں ہو جائے میرا میں ہو جاؤں اس کا یہی رات دن میں دعا مانگتا ہو عطا کر دے وہ مجھ کو اپنی محبت میں اس کے سوا کچھ اور نہیں مانگتا ہو ناراضگی جس کی دوزخ سے بر کر اسی ذات کی مسردہ مانگتا ہو اصل مجھے دنیا کی خواہش نہیں میں بخشش بروز جزا مانگتا ہو لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینار جام ہے اللہ جل جلاله تعالى شنو اللہ اپنے ملے کا پتا کوئی نشا تو بتا دے مجھ کو اے رب جہا اللہ 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 اللہ
Ibadat of the day of Jumu'ah is Durood Sharif upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. A person hundred times, just hundred times he reads Durood Sharif, Allah Taala will take care of seventy needs of Akhirah and thirty of Dunya. And if a person he reads thousand times Durood Sharif, just Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in no time will finish that thousand. Before a person passes away, he will see his abode in Jannah. Inshallah, Allah give us all the tawfiq. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله ولك الملك كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وكلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون اللهم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغ لنا حبك اللهم اجعل حبك حب إلينا من أنفسنا وأهلنا ومن الماء البارد اللهم ارزقنا حبك وحب رسولك صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعادك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان عليك البلاء ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم جز الله عنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يسفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد